Hey, people. Um, I am still not done with my first part of the year. Obviously, I'm probably going to conclude it more towards the end here, um, but keep in mind I'm going to be finishing all of everything that I've observed and witnessed, you know. Um, but I do want to highlight something, which was, uh, oh, man, Arizona has been having a wild freaking week. Um, of course, it continues to be wild here because, like I've been saying all year, we are front and center the loudest state next to Florida that has been openly fighting as people and constituents against our own government. Florida doesn't need to. Florida is doing things the way that the Constitution intended us to do. Go fucking DeSantis. Um, I want to drop a couple of things, though, with uh, Ducey, Arizona, and yesterday, which was, by the way, the... Um, so we had the hearing for Stop the Steal and the whistleblowers, right? And there's only so much information that I have internally that I'm going to openly speak on um, because I'm cautious when I haven't gotten it myself directly. But I do have some very trusted sources. Um, and I'm going to tell you guys, just before I even get into the details of the, the weekend, like I, I am going to tell you guys, like, the hearing was not over when the state certified Biden. And I was there, okay? I was fucking there. The hearing never fucking finished itself. But why, what What do you think the only reason that the state would actually go out and certify before anyone had actually finished the hearing? And the fact that these whistleblowers are hardly circulating on news right now, that should, it's, it's, I know people who were in this hearing. Like, I hung out with them afterwards. I directly saw their footage, and frankly, I had intended to be in the hearing myself if I would have gotten there as early as I wanted to get, but I didn't wake up early enough. So I'm very confident in the footage that was received inside of this building uh, because I have friends that are very trusted that I know were part of this, and they did get inside. Um, what's really cool uh, – I'm not going to name drop people, but I do. I, I, it was a wild weekend with a lot of support, with a lot of different people. Um, we had the Nick Fuentes crowd came from out of state to kind of go and do their thing with that. Um, I'm going to mention there was a little bit of an upset with, uh, you know, I think the reality is Arizona's kind of got its own scene for starters. Um, we're predominantly libertarian by nature, which does put a slight clash, in my humble opinion with some of the ultra-Christian conservatives, which is going to be the, the Nick Fuentes crowd. Um, I think the dust got settled. I had a couple of locals reaching out to me. Um, I had, oh, you know, I had kind of, I, I kind of was trying to, I wasn't there for the incident, but long story short, I think that's been hashed out. Uh, you know, I think everybody is pretty chill at this point, but that was probably the most, infighting I've seen, I don't see a lot of infighting on the right anymore. Um, I've heard that it has been a lot better and it's a lot worse than the left since I've been into politics, like maybe the last two years. But personally, I have noticed the infighting seems to be on the left and the right in majority has gotten together to realize that, yes, um, you know, whatever. So again, all of that fun stuff aside, we had a long weekend. Um, I was at the hearing yesterday uh, not in it, but I was there. I got some really cool footage because uh, my friend had a hotel. He had a hotel there. So 
I know Baked was in a room or something like that, but I didn't stay with Baked or anything like that. Um, I was uh, with my other friend, and it was kind of crazy because, like, dude, guys, there was so much security in the in the Regency Hyatt, okay? And uh, I had a hotel room key, so, like, you know, my friend was going off doing what he was doing with, like, you know, I can not even get into all the stuff he was doing and the people he was talking to, but he was there for a very specific reason. Um, and so I kind of, you know, I, I got into the room and I, I kind of uh, got some really cool fucking footage. I was, oh, I think I only got the good footage for the speech Nick had, actually, and he reposted it, so that's cool. Thank you, uh, Stop Hate. And, uh, you know, honestly, like, it... Uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of shocked Nick posted some of my footage, because as far as I can tell, I don't know, a lot of the Groypers, if you meet them in real life, they're actually pretty normal, chill people, for the fucking record. Um, I know it doesn't seem that way if you witness them online, whatever, but I've met so many Fuentes kids, uh, and I I say kids, because I just do it, sorry, get over it. If you're slightly younger than me, or if you're close to my age, I will still call you a kid, honestly, even... Even up until 35, I'll probably call you a kid. Like, I hope that doesn't offend anyone. It's not a, it's not an age hierarchy thing, but of course a lot of the Groypers do tend to be younger. So I've met so many guys that are genuinely just nice dudes, normal fucking dudes. Um, and I'm, I'm, I don't think that a lot of people get to see that side of the supporter base of Nick. Um, and trust me, there's definitely, there's a lot of people I don't agree with it, like, you know, or I don't. I don't speak on because they understand stuff or they think they do that I don't dip my toes in. So there's that. But um, it was pretty cool because uh, he did. He reposted my footage. And it was um, – I got it where he was talking at the beginning um, from – so the hotel room my friend had was, like, uh, very high up. But it had a perfect view of the street, right? So – like, I could pretty much see the entire event from below, and, uh, yeah, I got some good videos of that. I'm very excited about that, because that's, I, guys, I felt like a little bit of a badass. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was, like, hotel fucking room key, and they're like, okay, you can come in, but, like, obviously no one else was allowed in the hotel unless you were already a guest. So, like, I mean, technically I wasn't a guest, but I was, I had access. So, like, you know, um, it was fucking badass. I'm not going to lie. I felt pretty fucking cool, even though I didn't make it into the hearing. Um, I did some uh, bouncing around with Baked Alaska and the and the crowd with them. I met Michelle Malkin for 30 seconds, guys. It was pretty fucking rad. I told her uh, thank you for, you know, the endorsement for Daniel McCarthy. Like, I was totally teasing. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> so, like, those cool parts aside um, – the reason I'm actually making this podcast isn't to, like, clout chase and be like, oh, I did some cool shit yesterday. But to be fair, I fucking did, and it was kind of cool. But um, I'm wiped out. I'm I'm dead on my toes. Uh, but this weekend has been a couple of stop the steals. Like I said, I know there was a little friction between Nick's people and then some of the streamers and then some of the locals. But like I said, I think that mostly got hashed out. Um, and then the day after just wasn't quite as big. I went to uh, support everybody at the Capitol, but it, um, you know, it didn't really end up. I, I think I went for an hour. I didn't. I didn't really get any footage of the Capitol that day because pretty much everything was done by the time I got there, basically. Um, but I hung out with some of my friends that were in town, 
uh, which was fine because I don't know how I don't know if I'm going to be able to travel much after all of this. It's so sad, but it's it's okay. Uh, I'm you know Arizona is a good attraction spot, and that was that was exciting. Um, people were coming here to help us fight. Now the reason I want to get into this, my grandma specifically asked me about Michelle Malkin. She goes, "What's the story on Michelle Malkin?" And it's it's really fucking hard, as I'm sure many of you understand, to explain things to people that haven't been in the loop or following situations, okay? Um, they don't have context. That's exactly what the mainstream media takes. They prey upon that mentality of, I'm too busy like my grandma, or I want to just be retired and be with my, my, you know, my partner, which is what my grandma wants to do. Or you have people like my mom and dad who they just work, and all they want to do is go home and be with each other and eat their shitty TV dinners, you know, and and I, I love my parents so fucking much, but, like, that's the point I'm trying to make here, is there is an exhausted and a ready to just be done with, like, all the drama segment of this country. They're what I call the normie Biden supporters. They're not the radical left, but they truly are convinced that Biden is the unifier here, right? I had to explain to my mom, I think I mentioned this in my last podcast, I don't know, I've told a couple of people this example, but if I already did, I'm sorry. Long story short, though, I had, um, I'd always taken advanced classes in high school, and I was in advanced chemistry, and my teacher in chemistry would always make us uh, do this project on, um, like I said, if I've already said this in the last one, might be, but uh, it, it stuck with me, right, and it was a really good point to try and connect with my mother on, because I think she knew my teacher was about her age, so, like, um, he's a little younger, but she knew him, um, and she he's a good teacher, like, you know, I, I fucking love this teacher, he was a great advanced chem teacher, um, he made it palatable, I, I did advanced uh, classes for science until I got into physics, and I couldn't hack it after that, but uh, my, my chemistry teacher, he was phenomenal. And he did. He made you critically think. And that was what was so crazy. He would make us pick out these articles. They had to be chemistry-related, um, global or, you know, national news, whatever. It was our choice. And we had to pick out part of our grade was picking out the bias in the article, right? And at the time, it was like I had only seen one side of information. So if that's all you see, you're going to believe what they tell you because to you it just looks like information, right? When you realize that information is a lie because you were involved in something and you you watched it be lied about on mainstream news. I, and, and the whole fact that, like, guys, I know who the Antifa people are when they pretend to be press at our local rallies here. And, man, I have the exact same footage as some very heavily biased articles footage from an Antifa press member that made it to MSN. Do you think that there's not a narrative being pushed here because I have the same fucking footage. And uh, reading the article kind of pissed me off. The, our own police are stepping out and saying there's no, okay, of course, you know, in Arizona the police have been defending the Trump supporters more, in in my experience, um, or, you know, the non-radical lefties. They've been not, they've been kind of leaving them alone or at least being like, okay, there's no violence. But, you know, on mainstream news, that'll come off as, oh, the cops just, you know, they're just, just giving special privileges to the Trump supporters. Well, fucking imagine if the Trump supporters aren't fucking starting as much shit. A fucking imagine the cops actually saying the truth. 
which is what we all want from the cops, right? Well, Phoenix PD has been actually fucking doing that. So this whole situation where, like, I'm trying to give people kind of, like, um, some context and, and just mental, like, aha moments, right? Because it's really impossible if people haven't been following this stuff to really get how much of a uh, veil is being placed over their eyes, right? So my grandma asked about Michelle Malkin, and I tried to talk to her about why, you know, she ended up being kind of ostracized, even though she's she's a really good example of one of the few traditional conservatives who has come out and spoken against the censorship issue. Um, I don't get into the foreign stuff that they talk about because, again, I have – Never been able to mentally step my toes into it. I try sometimes. I'm working on it. I do want to be educated on it so I can debate that stuff as well. But in reality, I really like to stick to the stuff where it's quite obvious Michelle Malkin sees what most people see that are being told. They're Nazis or they're they're conspiracy theorists. Whatever the fuck the blanket term is for anyone who says this doesn't make sense is from the radical left in the mainstream media, right? I, I tried. I tried to break it down for my grandma, and you know what her fucking response was? It, it was the same response as when I got sick, and she tried to make a plan with me, and she couldn't. And her very fucking words, guys, were, it's too overwhelming. Let's finish this tomorrow. Okay, this was this was me in Ohio trying to make a plan for myself medically and coming back to Arizona. And my own existence with my own problems that I personally face daily, my grandma couldn't grasp them because it overwhelmed her to even talk about them. It was a lot of information she's not exposed to. So if they get this information too quickly, they don't absorb any of it is what is actually happening. And I do believe that's a part of the psychological warfare going on with our media, absolutely. And I think we've talked about this, right? So on that note, it was cool to meet Michelle. It was cool to try to reach my grandma with that. But I think my mom sees where I'm coming from, and she's not, like, entirely, like, she doesn't not believe what I say, but I do think my mom is the kind of person who, at the end of the day, what's more comfortable, it's still, like I said, my parents are the type that they want to go do their job, and they just want to fucking hang out and watch their shitty war movies, or, like, no offense, mom and dad, but, like, that's what they fucking do, or they watch their shitty fucking, like, I don't know, what is it called, like, practical jokers that's what they just think that's all they fucking want is is to work and have their their time together and to be together and that is exactly what the mainstream media is taking advantage of with the normies over here that's why there are true biden supporters who really believe that this guy's a good fucking person and if you try to explain any of the dissent um from anyone who used to be considered you know respected like michelle malkin right Michelle's coming out and speaking about things that are fucking just, they're just fucking happening. You know, if in a normal world, not being apparently run by the government's agenda, which it fucking obviously is, you know, like, if, if this were a normal world, the truth would just be the truth. It wouldn't have to be this whole like, circle of information where people are like, wait, I can't keep up, which is exactly what is going on with people like my parents and my grandma. And and me, before I got sick and was forced to be home more often, so I fell into information, and then I started to actually physically experience it. Like, I'm already a, an excessively open-minded person. 
So you give me a little bit of an idea, and I will go down a rabbit hole, but I also, being an INTP, you know, I also have to experience things as well as be curious about them. So that's how I've come to the, the way I've come with all of this stuff. And I, I do believe there's a lot of really disturbing fucking things happening right now, including the fact that Joe Biden was certified. And, and like, these whistleblowers, dude, look, all you have – there are Democrats that think shit was rigged. Um I mean, if you look at some of the footage from the witnesses, guys, you got to watch it, though. You have to watch it. You can't just hear an opinion about someone who watched it. You have to fucking actually watch it. I know that nobody wants to do that. I know that it's hard. I be- fucking believe you because I can't listen to my friend's podcast right now. I can't watch my friend's live streams right now. I'm nose to the ground on what's directly in front of me because that is all I can absorb. However, I'm educated on a lot of things so that I'm much more easily caught up by the time I do try to catch up again, right? If you just don't have any nuance and context from the start and you're trying to get into this stuff, that's exactly what is happening. The media is preying on that. They know that's reality for a lot of people. And that's why, I I mean, it's pretty... All right, so I'm kind of annoyed because apparently, no offense, fucking Anchor, because Anchor is actually a phenomenal, like just dump thought podcast app like it's really helpful anchor you're really great your problem though anchor is that you can't let me finish a thought if a phone call comes in so basically uh this is the second half of my last podcast that i was trying to make it's not going to be long i just need to finish it because fuck you anchor that's all i have to say (laughs) If, if, if somebody gets a phone call can you not end my 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 podcast completely so i have to completely finish it with a second whole podcast annoying fix that anywho all i'm saying with all this stuff is basically that like it's just i mean it's obvious to the people that are involved what's happening and it's obvious to anyone like me who is watching things not line up with what major politicians are saying um Ducey has been, as I continue to call him, a dead fish, uh, which is essentially, I, I don't unsee it. And it, 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 Ducey, like I said, unlike fucking, uh, you know, Florida with DeSantis, who actually listened to the people and followed and adhered to it, Ducey is kind of just like silently playing politics. He's not really saying anything until he has enough ground to make something public. And he's not a pro-Trump dude, even if he says he is, even if he voted for him. And the way I'm telling you this is because a pro-Trump dude, I I, I just think Ducey's a snake in the bush. He has connections to the mafia in Ohio and and Michigan, okay? Uh, Like, I just found that out pretty recently, but it's disturbing because one of my best friends works in Cleveland and has been talking about this shit for a while. I didn't know Ducey was from that area and connected, though, until more recently. Um, But it it does add up with a lot of the stuff I've been hearing about Cleveland. Um, Again, that's, you know, I can't do as much research into Cleveland. I'm not there. But I do know enough about it, and I know the people there, so I do speak on it a lot. It's one of my homes as well. But that's mostly just hearsay. However, minus the stuff that I do know, um, I will say, though, uh, Ducey has absolutely connections to our vaccine board over here. Uh, Ducey repeatedly kind of just 
I don't know how to describe it other than he just um I feel like Ducey only speaks when he feels powerful enough to speak, which could mean he doesn't speak because he doesn't want to piss the people off. And that's why he straight up came out and said, oh, he knew. He knows we know that Biden didn't take Arizona. And even if Biden technically took Arizona, he knows the people, even if they didn't vote. The the ones who didn't vote here aren't going to tolerate tyranny. He knows that. He fucking knows it. But what he's been doing is slowly, insidiously placing, um, you know, pretty much uh, he's allowing certain policies to go through. He's he's allowing certain Democratic head leaders and other rhinos, really, essentially. Um, they talked about New Patriot Party. I think I got some of that on camera, too. That was at the first stop to seal. That, that was Saturday. Um, that was at the Capitol before the hearing. The hearing was Monday. Um, so... Yeah, I need to edit that and post that, too. That was a good one. The, the Patriot Party is essentially, they're trying to start in Nevada, too. We need 35,000 signatures. Um, I think I actually mentioned it in the other podcast, but uh, they, they did a nice, succinct uh, speech about it and, and trying to explain it to the public, which I, I kind of get, get babbly. So it's it's kind of just a side. It's a constitutionalist um, portion of, the conservative side, which does tend to have more of the libertarians in it, which are, and the now currently they're more anarchists, they're the ones who didn't vote, okay, and I know a lot of them, but that doesn't mean I think necessarily that actually Biden technically won either, I do think that there's a, eh, yeah, and like I said, um, GOP chairman I just found out is being allowed to uh, recount or observe a recount of the votes that are left, which this is where I'm saying Ducey comes in and he kind of lets things play ball within the community, but he doesn't stop stuff that obviously is not okay. Um, he just kind of has this weird low key background uh, presence where it's like, I don't think he's compromised. I think he's compromised, not in a way that he's being threatened. I think he just, yeah, I think he likes his money and he's letting certain shit get through. That's very obvious and pointing that out. The mafia stuff, I do believe. But you're not going to find it online right now because now it's missing in a lot of archives. So do that research for yourself if you want to on Ducey. Um, I'm not going to get too far into that, but I I do know that uh, my friend who I was with at the hotel had some pretty intense interviews with some of the whistleblowers. Now, this is what fucked me over in a like, he gave me information I think I've talked about, about, like, so much, which, again, at the end of the day, Arizona is so important right now because the people don't, that we do not mesh with the politicians making the choices here now. And we're loud about it. And that's why we're such a key state right now. We are, we're being asked to just be compliant here. And we know here, because this is our, this is the state, the redheaded stepchild all fucking year, that is suddenly now believably blue overnight. Okay. No. What We're loud for a reason. We see what's happening. We're seeing how it's affecting us directly, unlike the consumerist regions, Ohio, Cleveland. The consumerist regions, when they fall flat on their face, the first thing they're told to do is go to the government for help. That is all they know. Okay? That is very Ohio. That is why there's such a detachment from the reality of a community full of small business, such as Scottsdale or Phoenix or 
you know, not even really Phoenix. Phoenix does have a lot of small business, but, you know, Scottsdale is its such an important city this year, and the state of Arizona is, but the people, the more I've gotten to talk to them here, the more I see, uh, again, there's so many different types of people that voted Trump, and it's ridiculous to claim that they're all one person, because it's a testament to the fact that people wanted to preserve their rights because there's been a lot of infighting on the right because they don't get along because they have all sorts of different ideologies that aren't corely based on the constitution. And, you know, you have a lot of atheists that voted for Trump. Okay. And then you have the staunch conservative side. So it's just insane to me that people really do believe that like all Trump supporters are bad, evil Nazi people. Like, again, like I said, with, with my mom with the whole way the media writes stuff. I think I did make that, I mentioned this in my last podcast, but it's an attack on Trump supporters. And you don't read that if you don't see that like lens when you're reading a mainstream news article. But when you're aware of it and you look at how the articles are written, it's very obvious that this is not as much an attack on Trump as it is on anyone who supports his constitutionalist, uh, anti-tyrannical trade policies, right? Um, and again, there's a lot of stuff, Trump, that I don't agree with, okay? That nobody is fucking perfect, okay? But I've learned that I would much rather have Donald Trump as my president over Biden, okay? Local politics got kind of weird this year. I'm not going to lie. Apparently, um, like I said, we lost a fucking, who was it? Uh, we lost McSally, but she's a rhino. And my thorough belief on that one is that you know, she fucking just, she lost the support of a lot of the true, you know, conservatives, libertarians. Um, they just decided not to vote. And I think that's why she lost her seat. Because we would have voted, I didn't I didn't vote for her. Well, no, I did vote for her, actually. But it was with a bitter taste in my mouth. I voted for Daniel McCarthy, initially. But the primaries are the primaries, and it's harder for a non-established politician in primaries to become established it's not impossible as we've seen in other states but i do believe that arizona is chock full of constitutionalists of libertarians of anarchists that just want to be left the fuck alone that don't want the government coming in and telling them what the fuck to do stay out of our industry stay out of what we're doing you know and like i said that that's putting it on an extreme end but really i think a lot of arizonans are comfortable with the fact that there's structure which is what puts us more on the libertarian end. You do want, um, like I've said, no government and full anarchy, I don't believe in. I think that that's going to be one of the, I don't believe in peaceful anarchy. Although I've heard a lot of arguments in its favor, so I'm not shitting on it. I just don't believe in it personally. I do believe we absolutely should have systems for people like myself and anyone who needs help. Um, However, the concern is, of course, where are the funds getting allocated? Is it really ultimately up to the government? I do think there should still be some type, like, you know, public places, infrastructure, uh, military, and, of course, like the safety net stuff. Now, I'm not going to get into the, the depths of how far I feel. I, I would like to see that be the most the government puts its fingers into, right? I think a lot of Arizonans are mostly like that, to be quite frank. We would like to be allowed our freedoms that we're naturally given to create and thrive. And anything else, walk the fuck away, okay? Um, if, if there's a real crime being done, I do like there to be accountability. Um, I think I mentioned my, like, theory with the police on, like, the three-strike warning in a certain amount of time before you get a ticket. I think that would be – I think that would really put 
a lot more faith in the police departments if there was, oh, oh, you're not wearing a seatbelt? Oh, well, all right. Well, since that's not worth ruining your life over and the amount of money you don't have, uh, COVID season with people with no jobs, you know, we're just, we're going to make sure that you have at least two chances in three or six months. So if I catch you again, or if it's in the system, then you get a ticket. You learn your lesson the first time, right? I would be okay with that more than the way things are now, where they can just fucking pull you over and, and decide to just fuck you up, like, with a $100 ticket for something that really is either an accident or didn't actually happen, you know, and cops have been doing that to me all fucking season, as I mentioned, so, ugh, just whatever, but I think a lot of Arizonans want structure to that extent, I think that's why we're more predominantly libertarian, however, the libertarians are now becoming anarchists, and it's very apparent if you talk to the people in the state, they've lost faith in our government, completely almost, they didn't vote, but I don't think that Ducey doesn't know, however, the the amount of people that did vote, even though there were tons more that registered Republican this year and voted Trump in general, I, I know plenty of people who just would never agree with the BLM and the Biden movement, but they hated Trump. And they were just like, even if they didn't hate Trump, they just gave up on the system. You know, um, Ducey knows this, and that's why he's such a dead fish. He's afraid to really stir the pot here. But he's insidiously helping and, and being complicit in things on other levels that he does know he has to do in the shadows for. So if the, if, if the people that are just learning a lot about the stuff he's connected to are just now realizing how deeply connected he is to some of these things, yeah, Ducey's not the guy. I, I gave him so much credit all year, and I would still at the end of the day, dude, if I can't live in Florida, which no offense to Florida, Floridians, but fuck the humidity there. I love, I, I've never been happier to be in Arizona. Okay. Like seriously, but there's these government games being played with the businesses. As I mentioned in my last podcast, like Scottsdale's fucking getting, look, <laughs> if some bars can be open, breaking the same policies as another, but the city's only actually enforcing fines on ones they have personal issues with, that's just as much of a problem. And that comes down to why people are concerned with how the government runs our uh, law enforcement, which is, sure, they might be nice, and sure, I might approve of how the police have been handling things, but how much power is too much power when you can make a life decision for someone off of the, the balance of your mood, right? So anyways, after my long tangent about Ducey, I hope that all was like actually conclusive because it actually did make sense, but you have to kind of zigzag around my my brain waves, I guess, um, to get there. And, and that's the conclusion though, is that that's why I think Ducey is a dead fish. Context again. He, uh, had initially kind of was like quietly, he did make a public statement, but he's not one of the amped up politicians like Katie. Ha, fuck that bitch. Stupid cow. Fuck dude. Fuck. Fuck her. She's just so blatantly divisive and the right or the left doesn't see it despite the fact that they're spitting all the division. God, I can't, I can't keep going about this. But Ducey comes out the first time after the election's, like, called, and he he's the one who was like, no, we can't certify because uh, we do need to go through the processes. So he said that, which is very polit- politician-y of you, Ducey, because you know how to placate the raging 
constituents that you know are ready, we're prepared, and I say we because it's just the state. You got to talk to people on the streets in person. Like, you're going to fucking get what I'm getting. And you got to look at some of the apps, okay, in my area where the neighborhood's just getting fucking shittier. You're going to see it when it's literally immediately on your doorstep. That's what Arizona is seeing. We're watching this transfer of what the people in Arizona believe in getting handed over to people claiming they believe what we believe in, but they're not. They're doing what gets them money and gets them where they want, or they're being threatened. Who fucking knows? But the the main establishment politicians of the state are not following the majority of the constituents' here's values, traditions, and wants. So there's that weird dissent right there with that, or dissident, sorry. Um, it's just this, this friction and you can tell how Ducey has been coming out with things, how uh, he's just kind of walking on eggshells a little bit. I don't know how else to describe it. And no one's been – no, everybody's hating him for it, for the record. What he's been doing has been avoiding massive amounts of, like, just rage. And I'm not going to say I know how people would react if he straight up went tyrannical. But I'm going to tell you that if police started coming into the homes of a lot of Arizonans, I have a feeling it would not end well. And that's what I'm saying. I think Ducey fucking knows that. That's why he's being so light-fingered while still touching the cookie jar. You know what I mean? So he finally came out yesterday and claims that there was no fraud, according to him, because they certified, which is, in my opinion, a distraction, in the middle of a hearing, they publicly certified Biden before the whistleblower's hearing was even fucking over that's a little weird yo i'm just fucking saying so it's it's just i i don't know um there is a big battle and guys i'm not gonna lie i kind of see what some of my anarchist friends are seeing where it's like sure maybe even if trump is fighting for us he's and he's not around and after four years the there's this ball that's been rolling for a while and either it's going to come to the people to take it up with themselves, which you're going to, like, notice if you actually pay attention to all these groups like I've been trying to do. They're ready, okay? The people are ready for the government to turn on us at this point. You can fucking just talk to anybody on the streets, like, in a few places, and you're going to kind of get the vibe. You just got to be open and let them talk to you, and, it's, you know, whatever. I, I just, I think there's this kind of, like, fuck it, we're ready for the government to do what it's going to do, and those people just didn't vote. But... It just hurts my insides to watch so much information come out that I've caught up with, that I've followed, that I understand, that I, like I said, I've been mentioning about this with the rhinos out here for a while, which is the whole part of this entire tangent. What my friend told me about uh, some of the information that came up, I think it, I forget what the name is, again, Dominion, right? Now, I didn't really know enough about Dominion to speak on it before, and I didn't really know about the vote situations in other states to speak on them, but I will tell you what my friend told me about Dominion explained everything that I've already been saying about Arizona. And essentially it sounds like stuff was pretty much put into place around the McCain era, which is when the Rhino establishment started to take over and make its own decisions against the will of a lot of the constituents here. 
And that hearing was almost like it never fucking happened, according to mainstream media. Like, history is being rewritten in a way that it didn't happen. In front of our faces right now, and half the country sees it, half the country doesn't see it. That terrifies me. This fucking terrifies everybody. But if you don't see it, you're not going to be scared, and that's the fucking point. That's the fucking point. So, just wanted to catch you guys up on that. I'm sorry I had to do this in two parts because I'm annoyed that, yeah, Anchor, I'm calling you out five more times. I'm annoyed that Anchor can't just let me finish my podcast even if some moron calls me. Like, seriously, that's not my fault. I can't control somebody's fucking phone call. Stupid Anchor. That's a stupid flaw. You need to fix it. I would have liked to have just finished my podcast in one podcast. It started too much with information on the first one, though. So here's part two. The media is a liar. Arizona is everything I have been anecdotally and research-wise coming to the conclusions of since I voted for Bernie and watched that shit go. You know, it kills me, right? Like, before I get off, guys, look, what is up with this conspiracy shit not existing for Trump? But, like, literally... On record, the DNC sabotaged Bernie Sanders. And everyone knows it, including my grandma, who acted like I was a conspiracy theorist when Bernie was getting ripped off. Because I was just as passionate about Bernie, I just wasn't as educated on policy and things that actually had context in my life. But I knew that Bernie was getting fucked. We all did. And my grandma, you know, she liked that I was a Bernie girl because I wasn't a Republican. So we could still talk politics at the time. I never, ever agreed with her on Hillary, though. My grandma's an establishment Democrat. She doesn't understand for the reasons I mentioned. But Bernie got literally ripped off publicly, and the world saw it happen. So where the fuck is the doubt that this is happening to Trump, too? When you voted in Arizona and you watched thousands of people like, just not vote before a vote was called for Hillary. What the fuck, man? Like, just literally, 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 what the fuck, man? That was obviously not a healthy, wholesome, real election. Okay? Bernie, openly, at the end, from start to finish, when we knew it, and to the end, got ripped off. And my grandma, my grandma seems to have forgotten that, but she did say at the you know, when when the WikiLeaks came out about how they obviously sabotaged him, my grandma, her statement to me was, I am very disappointed in Hillary. That was literally how she said it, too. So what is it where people can see this shit, and it's, it's just like, flips out of their brain a few days later? Other than what I described with the whole exhaustion, not want... People wake the fuck up. Do you care about your children? Do you care about your grandchildren? Get out of your fucking comfort zones. Grandma, I would love to see you do this one day. I don't think it's going to happen. And, you know, if you want to live your life with your fucking 85-year-old dude, like, go for it. I, I don't hate her for it. It just makes me sad, and it a little bit insults me because she's kind of taken the route of, well, it's not going to be my problem. I don't think she sees it like that, but that's kind of the mentality that's thinking that this makes sense to vote for Biden at this point. So, anyways, long story short, crazy weekend. Um, I went off on a couple of points that are all pretty much related, obviously, but uh, the, the, the majority of it was just 
Uh, my anonymity is being um, just, you know, it's being kind of, it's going to, well, people are asking who Vegan Patriot is on the streets. So um, I have now stopped wearing my mask at the rallies. Um, I do hang out with the Trump people, and I know Antifa has been there and seen that. So I get it. I have been exposed. But to be fair, not fully. Uh, it was some blonde girl in a beanie uh, that I guess blonde white girls in beanies are now vegan patriots. So I guess she came up to me and was like, yeah, I guess I was, someone asked if I was vegan patriot. I'm like, people know me, you know? So I don't know. But um, weird weekend. I had a good time doing something else after that was completely non-political and not going to be talked about on this thing because I'm a private person about stuff like that. Um, but uh, I had a really good night after last night. So um, that's about it. I'm, I'm going to – I dumped all my politics on you guys for the weekend. I hope that updates you. And like I said, um, after the inaugurations, I'll probably post the second half of just how I've been trying to absorb the year. Um you know, and then we'll see what my own personal analysis of all of this is when all of it's fucking, the curtains are finally pulled down and they say it's done. And I'm, I'm going to continue to keep talking. It, this is, again, this isn't about Trump. <laughs> Trump is representing something that is incredibly critical to the nation right now. And it's how the nation is thinking. It's how the nation believes we should move forward with a lot of things. And um, all of it's going to continue after Trump. And that's what the radical left and the normies like my mom and my grandma, they just don't get it. It's not about Trump. And every attack on Trump supporters is exactly why there's a division in this country. It has nothing to do with Trump or Biden. The media is pushing certain narratives because it can. And we, you know, you know my theories on that and what I do and don't believe it on why the media and who owns the media. But, uh, yeah, that's about it, guys. I'm, uh, I'm going to go lay down and just not think about politics now and think about good things that aren't that. So hope you guys have a good week, and I'll be back when I'm back.